the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit forever. Amen. As I was preparing my homily this week, and of course, uh, just wondering, what are the final words that I want to say to all of you? What a beautiful three years it's been. You've been a beautiful family to me, and I just thought to myself, as I depart and I head to Mother of God next week, and I just asked, you know, was praying with God, what is the last thing you want me to say to this beautiful family which you've given me? As their spiritual father, as I speak to my spiritual children, Lord, what, what do you want me to say? And I'm just going to use, and what the Lord placed on my heart is this beautiful gospel. I think it's so very fitting of today's gospel to just leave all of you with three life lessons as my final uh, words that I hope you will just keep in your heart and your mind. And when you think, okay, what are the last things that Father Brian had to say to us? then you can remember these three life lessons from today's gospel. So life lesson number one that I want to leave you with, brothers and sisters, is happiness can only be found in dad's house. Happiness can only be found in dad's house. And so today's gospel, we see how the father allows his son to go and try to find happiness somewhere else. The father freely allows him to go. And he allows him to go and he thinks, the son says, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm going to go do my own thing to try to find happiness outside of my father's house. And the father respects that decision that his son wants, even though he knows, the father knows, apart from me, son, you will not find happiness. But because I love you and because I want you to think or try to find happiness outside of me, although it breaks my heart, I will let you go. And we see the son trying to find happiness outside of his father's house. We see how the son tries to find happiness in money. He tells his father, give me my inheritance. Somehow he thinks this little son of his is going to find happiness, fulfillment, joy in money. In money, in money, in his inheritance. And we see quickly he does not find happiness in money. We see the son who thinks he's going to find happiness through just having fun. We're told that he squandered all his money on a life of loose living, sin, prostitutes. And we see that didn't fulfill him. We see he's not satisfied that there is no happiness outside of his father's house. And brothers and sisters, the world tells us the same exact thing today. The world out there tells you, and I warn you, because I love you, I warn you, as we already know, that the world tells us, do what you want. The world tells us you will find happiness in money, in assets, in materialism. The world will tell us to go out and do what you want and what makes you happy. The world will tell us that you have one life to live. Go and live it outside of your father's house. The church is outdated. The priests don't know what they're talking about. Go. And find happiness outside of your father's house. This is what we're promised. Every day, every second. That there is true joy and happiness and fulfillment outside of dad's house. And brothers and sisters, this is a lie. This is a lie from the pits of hell. That somehow we are able to achieve happiness outside of dad's house. And this is his house. And you're all brothers and sisters. We belong to the father. And we come back to this house every week to be refueled like a vehicle needs to be refueled. We come back to hear the truth. We come back to dad's house to receive the meal he wants to give us, which is his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy Eucharist so we can be a light. Brothers and sisters, be a light. 
in this world filled with darkness, but we can only be a light, we can only find joy, we can only find peace and happiness when we stay close and inside Dad's house. So that's life lesson number one, brothers and sisters, I wish to leave you with. Happiness can only be found in Dad's house. Life lesson number two that I wish to leave you with, my brothers and sisters, is shame never comes from God. Shame never comes from God. And sometimes I hear parents say to their kids, shame on you. And we should never say that because the same way God doesn't shame us, we shouldn't shame our children. We will deal with enough shame outside in the world. And not only parents, but oftentimes we shame ourselves. And oftentimes the evil one, shame always comes from the devil. And the evil one says, shame on you. Look at you. Look at what you've done in your past. You call yourself a Christian. You call yourself repented. You've changed alasas. You're a joke. And God doesn't love you. This shame is never from God. Our Father never shames us, His children. Never. And so when we're feeling a deep shame within, because a lot of you that are sitting here right now, as beautiful as you are on the outside, some of us are dealing with a deep, deep shame that we can't let go of. And we are paralyzed because of that shame. And I'm here to tell you, as your spiritual father, let it go. It's not from our father. It's from a different father, the father of lies, the enemy. And we see this in today's gospel, right? We see how this father never shames his son. The father had 100 million reasons to shame his son as soon as he saw him. He could have said to him, you're a joke, you're a loser, I hate you, you're a traitor, why aren't you like your brother? He could have compared him to his, loyal, his other loyal son. He never shames him. And he should have. Humanly speaking, he should have. But he didn't. And that's the kind of father we have. Actually, in Jewish tradition, what happens during when, when a child leaves the community, like this younger son did, in Jewish tradition, when somebody leaves the community and they try to find, uh, and they go and hang out with sinners in distant lands, and then they go and they lose everything and then they come back, in Jewish tradition, there's something called the Kezaza ceremony. The Kezaza ceremony is they too, the elders of the community, know this person has left. And so they too are waiting for this person to return. They know it's only a matter of time that he returns. And so they hold a pot in their hand, a clay pot in their hand. And they wait day and night. Somebody's on guard and they notify other people and they say, he's coming back, we see him, he's returning to the community. And they have this pot and all the elders wait at the gates of the city. And they take the pot and they break it in front of the, the, the person who's returning. They break it as a symbol to say, we're done with you. They yell out loud, you are now cut off from your people. The same way this pot is broken, you've broken us and our trust with you, you're done. They shame people. They shame people. And they could actually even take rocks and stone the person to death. And so what do we see here? The father, what does he do? The same way these elders are waiting for the son to see him, to destroy him, to shame him, to ostracize him. What does the father do? He runs before they get to him. He runs. Now, I don't have to tell you. We know, as Middle Easterners, we know elderly men never run to greet the younger person. We go out of respect and kiss 
our fathers, our uncles, our grandparents. Uh, this is what we do. So this father to run is absurd to the Jewish people listening to this parable because this is out of their minds. They think Jesus is out of his mind, but he wants to make a point. The father runs to us. He sees us and he never stops looking for us. He sees us and runs to us so we don't fall into the shame. And again, brothers and sisters, that's the kind of father we have. But the enemy wants to tell us otherwise. Shame on you. You're a terrible person. Look at your past. But that's not our God. And it never will be. And the final life lesson, brothers and sisters, that I leave you with today. I leave you with the life lesson, finally, do not remain in dirt for too long. The lost son got dirty being away from his father's house. And when we leave our father's house, we get dirty. And we heard in today's gospel, he hired himself to work with pigs. Pigs roll in the mud. Pigs are dirty. Sometimes we too are dirty because we've been rolling around in the mud of sin. And brothers and sisters, do not, out of love, not judgment, do not remain in dirt for too long. Because remaining in dirt for too long disfigures us. We lose our identity as sons and daughters of God. Our Father is a King. And He doesn't want us to remain in dirt for too long. This is a true story I'm going to share with you in 1495. So over 500 years ago, the famous painter Leonardo da Vinci was commissioned in Italy to paint the Last Supper. We're all familiar with the painting of the Last Supper. We have one in the back on the way out that you can see over the doorway. And he was commissioned, and he, as it's part of his commission, he found live models, somebody who looks like people he thinks would look like Jesus and the apostles and whatnot. So he found his Jesus, and he hired him, and he found his Peter, and he hired him, and he found this person, and hired him, and then he couldn't find a Judas. No matter as much as he walked the streets of Italy, he couldn't find somebody who had the heart, external, internal, of to do what Judas did to Jesus. He finished 90% of the painting. Only 10 more percent to go because he couldn't find a, Jesus, a, a Judas. And that actually delayed his painting for two years. He was on the search for, who's Judas? Who's Judas? Finally got permission to go to a nearby prison in Italy, and he searched and searched, and he found his Judas, this miserable-looking person. And he got permission to take this Judas model with him back to the studio for a few weeks to finish up the painting. And then he has his model, and his model's there, and he's painting, and he's looking at the model, and the model's looking at him, Leonardo da Vinci, and then the, 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 the model starts, the Judas model starts bawling his eyes out just a couple minutes into the painting. And Leonardo da Vinci says to him, what's wrong? And he says, you don't notice me? And he says, I do not. And he says, I was your Jesus model three years ago. And brothers and sisters, this is what can happen when we remain in sin for too long. Jesus's today can become Judas's tomorrow. And that's why the enemy says, remain dirty. It's not that big of a deal. You're a good person. You don't need to be cleansed. And brothers and sisters, I'm here to remind you how we are cleansed of our sins is through confession.
Do not remain in the dirt of sin for too long out of pride. Because that's what the enemy wants. We go running to the confessional through the priest to be reconciled with God who waits and runs for our return. And so, brothers and sisters, these are the three life lessons I desire to leave you all with today. Life lesson number one, happiness can only be found in dad's house. Life lesson number two, shame never comes from God. And life lesson number three, do not remain in dirt for too long. And so I just want to take this opportunity just to thank you guys. I just want to take a minute just to really just say thank you, thank you, thank you for these past three years. They've been a great blessing for me as a, as a spiritual father and you go to a family and you become family to me and I look around and I just see such inspiration. You've all inspired me in one way or another and I just want to say thank you for allowing me. I hope that I was able to be a good spiritual father to you and thank you for allowing me to be a spiritual father for all of you over the past three years. Thank you for all the love that you've shown me over the past three years. And just thank you for your beautiful and beautiful, great faith. Again, like I look out and I see, and I see that your lives are not easy. They're not easy. And still, you come back. You come to the Father. You come running back to the Son. And because of that, I truly thank you. And I thank you and I ask you for your prayers as well. I'm a weak man. And I need prayers as well. Oftentimes we think the priest is so invincible. And that's another lie. Right? That we just, I am in need of your prayers. So please, as your spiritual father, the way you can show me your love is to pray for me. And I also will pray for you. In the back, on your way out, there's a glass jar. And if you feel you have an intention that you want to write on a post-it note, you can put it in the glass jar. And I promise that I will carry these intentions that you leave in my heart as I move from parish to parish. And I will um, just, yes, I will carry these with me. And, and even if you don't write an intention, I promise that I will keep you close in my heart. And I promise and I hope that you two will keep me close to your heart. And I just thank you and I love you. Amen.